Hey, hey, y'all. Welcome to Hoops Talk with your hosts, Liz Lapp and Karen Yanko. Couple of girls who are crazy for ballers. That's right, basketballers, y'all. Here on Hoops Talk, you'll catch us bragging about our fantasy basketball league stat lines, obsessing about weekly lineups, and bringing you our take on the intersection of the game of basketball and the culture that surrounds it. Hey, hey, y'all. It's the Hoops Talk. Hoops Talking. <laughs> oh, this episode is going to be lit. I love it. It's, ah, oh, there's so many good things on the agendas. So many good things. You know, when we actually plan, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> We're good at chewing the shit, too. You know, come on. <laughs> uh, you know, you know, it's it's more of like a game plan, but we always go all different it's ways. It's suggestive. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, Of course, house cleaning. Um, Please, if you like what you hear and you want to share it with your friends, A, you should subscribe and B, then share it with your friends. And also follow us on the Hoops Talking um, Instagram and Twitter at the Hoops Talking. And uh, Karen, I want to say happy Pride Month. Oh, yeah. It's June 1st, the first of the month. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Oh, there's going to be a lot of cool stuff. So, yeah, let's. I know. I know you've been in charge of the Pride uh, experience uh, for your company, right? Uh, I mean, I've been a supporter. Um, they've they've Got it. Cut, it, cut it down this year. We're only they're only doing L.A. Pride. Oh, yeah. oh, you know what? I I did recently see that they were um, sponsoring. Yes, but the Pride LA. And I just I found out L.A. Pride was the first Pride. Like even if you think about New York and SF, like L.A. had it first. So really, yeah, I did not know mm-hmm. that. Hmm. Fun fact. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. We learn something every day. Every and- day. I would encourage everybody to try to do their best to to find information about Pride and its history um, and be an ally. Yeah. I love being an ally. I love learning new things. I know Karen does as well. So, yeah. Dive in. Yes. Get it. Get it. Dive in. And a happy Pride to my cousin Lee and his husband and to my cousin Sebastian. I hope he's doing well. And also to our beautiful creators, Ryan, our producer. And to Patrick, our art director. Sunshine butterfly. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So I just want to shout out to them personally because we both we love them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've got my little favorites at work, too. A little shout out to Todd and Spencer and my twin star, Daniel. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Yay. Um, Okay, so we got a lot to talk about in this episode. First off, we're going to start with the NBA finals. Duh. (laughs) (laughs) and there's what i love is like you know we're only one game left right in this whole nba season but like there's so much to talk about so i mean i i mean karen you're you're the resident warriors fan how was that experience for you i mean it feels like you have a whole fucking country against your team 
but you know, tell tell us, tell us about it. Tell us. Even when we were getting into playoff contention early on with like Monte and them, and even when we started actually getting into the finals with the Cavs, there's always been a mockery. Like, oh, they're nothing. This is a fluke. And so now it's not. What's nice is it's not a fluke that people know we're a champion and a dynasty, and they're just pissed and they don't want us to win. So it's like, mm, I'm like, whatever. Jealousy. Yeah. And I'm like, whatever. It is what it is. And we could, well, there's some opportunities to talk more about it. Like I get sports equals trash talk. I get that right. you got no, your teammate here. So you're going to go jump onto the Raptors back, ride that <laughs> dinosaur for a little bit and be like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and I got folks that weren't doing that, which is funny. Wow. We got some funny threads going on. I have a, I have a friend that's a Knicks fan that's talking mad shit. And <laughs> <laughs> well, that's really funny that a Knicks fan would talk at all. Oh, I yeah. mean, yeah. Let's be honest. You go from tra- you know trash team, <laughs> right? To like, trash ooh. talk. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. I mean, I mean New whatever. Yorkers, what do you what do you expect? What are you going to do? <laughs> the K- I, and you know, it's funny because even if K- I'm thinking like if KD goes there, he not he may not be able to handle the trash talk in New York. Oh, like he may not be yeah. if he gets if he gets in his feelings about shit on social, just wait till the New York media gets a hold oh, exactly. of him. Exactly. And he's in the Bay Area where everyone here is just like, mm, "West Coast Cali, let me please you. Sorry, sorry, sorry." You know, like it's just it's going to be interesting for sure. Yeah, please. We're all on like some kind bud out here. <laughs> <Kind> and <laughs> Some posse bud. <laughs> Our trash talk is very chill, <laughs> you know, so he has it pretty easy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, just just going into a little bit of stats for any of you stat heads out there. And it's actually really not stats. It's just it's more like, like basic. facts. <laughs> basic facts. <laughs> Here's some facts about the finals. Um, So we have the Raptors versus the Golden State Warriors. Um, The first game was on Thursday of last week, and the Raptors took that first game. They played in Toronto because they have the home court advantage. Their record was better than the Warriors um, in the season. Um, And it was... Pretty much uh, Pascal Siakam's game. Oh, it was his night. I mean, he, like, people were saying, like, all the hard work he's been putting in finally just, like, blossomed that night. And to watch him was incredible. And his story. Yeah, like, tell his, us a little bit more about his that. His post-game interviews, how it's all dedicated to his dad, who I believe died in a in a car accident. And he said he's just dedicated his full career to that. Like... I mean, I'm already like, I feel it. I feel the tingles in my eyeballs. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) right. That's some like, that's a story I'd love to dive into, especially now that he's being highlighted in these finals. It'd be definitely something I'd like to dig into a little bit. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. So they're nicknaming him Spicy P. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I mean, all right. Okay. Yeah. No offense. You know, some white person came up with that shit. Yeah, because they don't um, want to pronounce his real name. All right. It's like, <laughs> you know, I can't. Uh, okay. Spicy P. Um, he had 32 points, eight rebounds, and five assists. But so he was it, out there. Why couldn't it be like Siakam or like Sackam or like get him? You know what I mean? I'm, I don't. Oh. We'll think of something. <laughs> <laughs> we'll think of something. Um, 
So I, he was a highlight of that game. Um, and then I think the Toronto defense is another one that was really being highlighted because it's pretty stifling. Like hey. their transition D is like sickening. Yeah. And there was a lot of transition mistakes and foibles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think like seventeen turnovers, which then seven, you know, translate to seventeen points, like, and twenty four points from the breakaways, like, whoop. That's crazy. You know, um, in a, a post game, actually, I don't think it was post game. I think it was like yesterday. They had a media day, and um, someone asked Steve Kerr, like, who do you, who do these Raptors most remind you of in other teams that you've. Uh, had playoffs against and he's like actually they don't remind me of anybody uh, in particular but they remind us a lot of ourselves when we were first you know starting our win and that's something that's really interesting because I do see that I do I do do too like it didn't it didn't come to mind until he said it and Mm -hmm. I was like oh shit okay yeah that's interesting because I didn't read that but I, I was definitely like wow this is like this was the Warriors, what, five years ago. The hunger, yeah. the defense, um, the coming together, right? That's why our whole thing is strengthening the yes. So um, it's really interesting to see that transition of, like, old and new. Um, yeah. It's interesting to see, like, you know, they, the Warriors barely have game time with Toronto. It's And the whole finals and NBA finals history in the last few years has just been the Cavs and Warriors. Um, you know, there's a big yep. stat that the Warriors, their their postseason or finals first games, the the last 12, they've won game one. Mm. And here there's a lot of firsts, right? The Raptors first in the finals um, in general postseason, too, I feel. Um, but like even that, the fact that they won game one and broke that record for the Warriors. Um, there's a lot of interesting historical things happening here. So pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And especially because you could see that um, Kawhi Leonard was struggling. Mm-hmm. You know, he wasn't having the the power yep. in a lot of his like shots. He wasn't getting the lift up there. I mean, it's funny because, you know, that those things of him struggling is very nuanced because overall you're just like this guy is like dunking and blocking and, yep. you know, he's still being active. Yes. Um, it scares me. When I think about, is he going to be able to keep that momentum? Right. But it's also not Mm -hmm. to say that just the momentum and what's been happening in this postseason, the performance that Kawhi has been giving, isn't feeding his teammates to step up. Right. Like he helped pivotally, like monumentally bring them to this point. So for them to not bring it is like stupid. Right. That that just loses that whole team playing mentality situation. Yeah, and I actually just heard um, they talked to Kyle Lowry about this and he said, once I real, you know, the way that Kawhi Leonard got to Toronto is, you know, it's just clouded in a bunch of shit that happened to him at in the at the Spurs. And so there's a lot of this, you know, whole backstory to it. Right. And so he came to Toronto and Kyle Lowry was like, that was his team, right? That's the Raptors have, he's been with oh, the yep. Raptors from the start, right? Yep. And so he said, like, once I realized that I had to give that ego up and, that. you know, ha- no, realize why Kawhi is here, what the intention is, then I was able to let go and let win happen, really. And that is something that I've heard also, I forget who was talking about it, and they're just like, you know, egos t- 
tend to be very difficult to work with when you have a team sport like this. I mean, not to say that we don't like superstars are superstars, full stop. You know, yeah, I'm not no, taking away. Sure. I'm not I'm not saying like, oh, we should just all have foundational basketball. No, that no, would be no, boring no. as hell. <laughs> That's not why we watch. I mean, part of the reason why we watch this game is for these like egos. Right. Yes. yes. Um, but I do think that, you know, that everybody has to like understand where they sit amongst, you know, a lineup. And I think that's a better way of like making those plays happen and making the winning start to happen. Agreed. Agreed. It's like um, it's a balance of ego or it's not ego. It's a it's a balance of confidence and humility to understand Mm. your place and why that's important, even if you're not at the top of the pack. And I mean, I don't I mean, you're the you're more in tune with the, the Warriors. But to me, I feel like they just don't know who should be what or where or how right now. Well, yeah. And, you know, it's the it's the there's a lot of excuses, quote unquote, that there is. Right. It's being rusty because of the big break. Um, it's the like there's so many all stars in the starting lineup. Right. Like but I think and again, I'm, you know, I'm going to go back to like, you know, you know me, the KD hater like he. It was just overstacked of superstars. Um, and we saw that in this last series with the Blazers. It's like when he's kind of out of the picture, there's a different dynamic. Um, now Cousins is back. So again, there's that rusty dynamic of adding this other all-star in. How does that all work and whose role is what? Um, so yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see how they pivot and study game one into into tomorrow's game two. I totally agree with you. And I actually, I added um, in the highlights for that last game, uh, it being a total team effort. That's what you saw more from the Raptors because, you know, they were just, they were really throwing the ball around, handling that. Um, And also the fact that Kawhi was seeing how hot Pascal was. So he's just like, throw him the ball, get in the ball, you know. Unlike what we saw with the Trailblazers where Dame was like, no, 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 I got to have the rock. You know, I got to have the ball. I, I, it's me. It's me. It's on my shoulders. Yeah. And I think Kawhi is kind of like, no, no, no. I, he, he sees it a little bit differently. And I think that total team effort come in, came in. And also a highlight. I'm going to say the Warriors are a highlight because they kept it within striking distance. Yep. True. Very um, true. As, you know, champions, they knew how to, like, settle it down. It wasn't that they weren't making enough points. It was just not, it was just not their night. Yeah. And, you know, and that's just, sometimes that happens. Yeah. Sometimes that's, that's it. And I think, too, as you've seen and known, like, the Warriors are known for really, like, a long game, right? Like, they're always known to, like, maybe just keep it at pace till third quarter and then explode. Um, also, too, I think for them, like... To me, this is first pancake, right? This is there's not enough experience with the Raptors. Um, and I think they were okay with taking a loss at first pancake, not gunning it too hard <laughs> right, in, in the right. last half and then injuring themselves. They are older too. There's a bit like uh um dynamic there, but like, you know, that doesn't phase them. It's more of like, okay, let's what do we learn from here? And that's always a good lesson in life, right? It's not that you have failures, it's you have opportunities to learn. So um I'm interested to see how that all kind of pans out tomorrow. Yeah, you know, it's funny because I uh I would as you know, we were all live tweeting the the game. Yeah. You could see people in the timeline saying I'm I'm willing this fourth quarter to like come to an end as soon as possible, you know, because they everybody understands that the war I even wrote myself like unless the Raptors are up by 100, <laughs> this game is not safe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And, and, and you know what? And that is also, I mean, for people that are rooting against the Warriors or have something against the Warriors because they are championships champions, but that is also something that's exciting about the Warriors. So if we want to flip it to a positive. I love this. Cali vibes. <laughs> Cali vibes, positivity. Hippy tippy crystals. We can say that the fact that the Warriors keep you on the edge of your seat is part of what makes you, you know, want to watch this game. Yes, true, true, true. Because their fourth quarter gear is, I mean, it's like no other. And like you, like we talked about early on before the postseason started, right? Like you weren't sure if you were going to stay tuned because your LeBron was not in it, right? Um, which it's, there's still a bit of a, like a heavy missing piece without him in it. But like, I think it's nice for that fresh change to see another team, which especially in the East, we're always like, uh, the East, no contenders, but they're contending. So it's that whole like up, down, ooh, I was wrong. Like it's really, it's fun to to have that happening um, in this postseason. I agree. I agree. A couple lowlights just for this game, just to round this out. Um, I'm sorry, Andre Godella, like he couldn't get a shot down. He was just misfiring. Yeah, he He's, sprained his leg. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, that guy's usually, you know, he's definitely a supportive player, but it was just, he was not connecting. Yeah, he's usually it, our it, sniper in the postseason. Yeah, I was very surprised to see. I mean, but you know what? It's like, I think that way of like someone like Serge Ibaka, who sometimes I'm just like, Ooh. he's not doing well yeah. at all. And then, you you know, and Marcus Gasol's usually in that area. But anyway, um, he was a low light. And I think DeMarcus Cousins' return was a low light because he obviously is not fit enough <laughs> in my <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's that awkward transition back, you know. Um, I, I don't know. It, I mean, he looked... That's the thing, too. It's like, here I am sitting and... I, I can't even tell you the last time I've run a mile uh, without wanting to, like, <laughs> die. Yeah, throw up. Right? Yeah. I want to throw up just thinking about running a mile right now. And yet I'm over here being like, well, you know, uh, Cousins doesn't look good. But, you know, I, I'm just saying as an observer, like, and and that's, there. it was asked, like, what was the expectations for him? And people are like, well, we we don't know. Like, we didn't really have any. So I guess that's a way of him kind of just coming back and feeling, you know, feeling himself. But I don't really think he contributed that much in this game as well. Yeah, low light. That's fine. <laughs> the whole game was a low light. So, <laughs> for me. Yeah. Well, right. <laughs> I was excited. Like, I, you know, I don't have a dog in this fight, but I just think like the whole, I'm hoping this goes to seven. Because yes. I just would love to see really great basketball continue. True. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to see the drama unfold and... And yep. we get excited. We have content for, you know, how many weeks I'd be I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would like to say that um, putting, it, putting it on the, this recording that I did say the Raptors were going to w- beat the Bucks. Right. Yeah. So uh, that was a very unpopular opinion. Not even like amongst us. We were not agreeing on that. And even like when we're at the um, on at the court side. They were all like bucks, bucks, bucks. But I just want to say, hey, you know what? Right here. I said it. I said the Raptors. I did. I mean, I did say in seven, they took it in six. But that's like splitting hairs because at the end I was like, I could see. I didn't need no stats. I used my eyes. 
to know and to see. At the end of the day, the North won for you, you know? Thank you. Which they did something that Jon Snow couldn't do for me. Oh, snap. Be the king of the North. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's good. All the shade. All the shade right there. Okay, so that's your pre- what's your predict? So you say seven. Are you saying seven okay. or you want seven? What is, what is your predict? I want seven. And, I want seven. And who's your who's your winner, baby? Okay, well, I have my heart, my heart, my head, and my guts. <laughs> my I'm gonna give it to the Toronto Raptors. Ooh, okay, okay, all right. I'm gonna give it to them in seven. Uh-huh. Because I think that they have more of the mentality that's very singular of winning a championship, full stop. Yep. Whereas the Warriors, in my mind, they they don't have one like, crystallized idea of what that championship is looks like to them yet Mm -hmm. i think they're looking into a crystal ball right now and they're just like we can't see the future Mm -hmm. because we're like too bogged by the clouds that are surrounding them Mm -hmm. whereas i think the raptors are like clearly like in there they've crystallized what a championship's gonna be so that's me very interesting that's my that's my intuition that's my like hippy dippy whatever you want to call mystical you better pull some tarot tarot, but that's that's me uh just looking at like you know more of an intuitive way of thinking about uh these games that's my predicts so karen your predict predicts now i just want to address your predict real quick gracias i I do i have this like agreement in like the raptors have so much more uh on the line if they win this right it's a first for that franchise and um, those fans are buzzing like the Dubs fans used to buzz. I mean, I went to, what game did I go with? Uh, I went to a Charlotte Hornets game in March, and I'm just like, this is fucking sad. Like, people aren't even here in gear. I was in the first lo- lower level. You see it in the playoffs. Like, people aren't putting on the fucking golden shirt. I'm like, get your ass out of here. <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck. If you want to be fashionable, bring your scissors. Bring, your, you know, cut that crop top. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Or wear the colors. Like, fuck you. And so mm. I, that's where I'm kind of like, I, like, I want to give that love to the Raptors and their franchise and their fans because that's, reminiscent of what it used to be like and Mm. i feel like that hunger to have this like historical win is there we've Mm. had it we've had the wins right the dubs have had the wins so Mm. and there's all this drama around kd and all that shit that just i'm like it's unnecessary and it's stupid um Mm. a lot of egos happening right like we talked about egos earlier but you know my heart's with the dubs but i'm gonna go six dubs I like that. Yes. I like let's, that. Let's write that in stone. Okay, we're, it's in stone now, people. It's in stone. <laughs> we're going to we're gonna stick to it. Because we know some people that flip-flop. They're oh, like, you know, going to oh. watch the game. We know. We're not going to call you out here. Mm-mm. But you know who you are. Yes. You're flipping and you're flopping. You know, not you're like a good kind like of Like a chunkla. A chunkla. <laughs> like a fish out of water. <laughs> we're not gonna call you out but i i i like this i like the warriors i mean you know in my mind like i do think the warriors 
are going to win this. Like I do like I just uh, I I guess from a you know a very statistical and a very um you know uh, I don't know. I just I that's my mind like trying to be very logical. Not fuck logic. But I don't go with logic. You know me. Yeah, don't. I, no, I'm going with, I always go with emotion and intuition. And that to me is Raptors and seven. So you heard it here. You heard people. It. You heard the predicts. Karen's got Warriors in six. Predict. I have the Raptors in seven. Put it in your books. Mark it in your library. Put it in your mouth. <laughs> you know, your journal, your diary. <laughs> Stick that predict in your mouth. <laughs> I'm telling you, again, these are our predicts. You don't can't don't bet on these. Nope. Don't like, nope. you know, don't get in our DMs telling us nope. about this nope. yet. But if it's you do for, and you, you know, make money, TM. send that over, okay? PayPal. <laughs> Venmo me. <laughs> uh, you can Venmo Karen for uh, you know, for having the the wherewithal. <laughs> Stick with her warriors. Well, if Liz is right too, Venmo me too. It don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Money's money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. All right. Well, that's a that's our wrap right now yeah. for the NBA Finals. Um, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to go into the WNBA. Woo, 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 woo. W, throw the W's up. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, W, W, W. Uh, uh, mm, Hey, hey, we are back. We're back and we're here to talk about our latest and greatest, the WNBA. Women who ball. What? So in last episode, we talked about how we were going to be dipping our toes into the WNBA. I'm super excited. We both have been super. Long overdue for me, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Like, I am a little bit embarrassed that I haven't done this before. So this is a duty. I feel like as women who love ball, this is a duty that we have neglected. Yes, yes, yes. And we're we're starting fresh. I hope everybody can, like, come with us in the spirit of, like, freshness and positivity. And please excuse any of our newbie ways when we're discussing this because uh, we're still learning. We're building the airplane while we're flying it here in this situation. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's never too late. Never. Never. So um, I went to my first WNBA game last night. Yes, tell us. Yes. So I went to the Staples Center. Uh, My husband and I, we had a lovely dinner at this place called Broken Spanish. Ooh, Which I saw I re- your IG story. What was that? Oh. Branzino tilapia? What was that? Fish? No, it was a giant snapper. Ooh, what? Yeah. Oh my God, Karen. Like, okay. First off, of course, I always like to start my dinners with a, some soup and a martini. Mm-hmm. And they had this martini that had a that had gin, but it was also a l- little bit of mezcal in it. So it had like it was like a smoky martini. So it was very delicious. And um, then I ordered uh, this soup that was kind of like a Mexican matzo ball soup situation. 
And it also was very citrusy. And then we ordered the snapper, which came whole and crispy. And she like deboned it at our table. beautiful. With like tortillas, corn tortilla. Oh, my God. I recommend it's like literally a block from the Staples Center. So, you know, if you don't want to eat because there's all those like they close the road in front of the main entrance with all the statues. Yep. And the ESPN um, building is there and they have a bunch of different um restaurants but you know i was just like hey let's just go i had heard about this restaurant it was very good so broken spanish gets my seal of approval it's delicious it's it's and it's really cool atmosphere too as well i love it so we made we made a date out of it oh sweet um i so i have declared the la sparks as my team so I'm just putting it out there. Karen. Oh, yes. And so I, if you guys. Have you yes, decided? Yes. If you guys saw our IG stories, it's easy for me to make a decision and kind of stick with it. I'm a stubborn and shit. So, <laughs> um, but I took a quiz. I think it was on like some fuck. I forgot. Uh, it's on my IG stories. However, <laughs> it told me based on my answers that I should be rooting for Seattle Storm. Reminds me, yeah, their look reminds me of the Supersonic, so I'm really excited about that throwback. You know, they were excellent. They won last last season, but there are some injuries, so you know it's not known if they're the favorite this year. But I'm cool with that because I am not going to root for anything close to the Sack King. Sorry, Monarchs. (laughs) 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 But I might go see a game there if y'all playing Seattle. Um, or right? I'm just going to go to Seattle. I will definitely be down to see an L.A. Sparks game because it's actually oh, yes. in Staples, which is nice. Oh, I know. Um, I know. We were just talking about yeah. that earlier, how we're like, you know, some of uh, some of the teams don't get to play in the NBA uh, centers. So like the New York Liberty don't play in MSG. They play in yeah. Westchester. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then also like. Am I? Did I read this correctly? Derek Fisher is the Sparks coach. He is. He oh. is the brand new coach for the LA Sparks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's very cool. Very cool. Uh, Ex Laker. Um, also, he did have a stint uh, coaching the Knicks um, under Phil Jackson, which is a whole like fucking mess because uh, the Knicks. Um, but yes, I. So I gotta say, I went to this game. And I was super excited. I was excited the whole week. And my husband was really excited as well. We were both like really like feeling it, getting into it. Um, It was the first home game for the Sparks. And they had like, you know, all the fanfare, all like the drum, a little drum line and the dancing. I mean, it was it was very cool. Like, you know, it was a smaller. They don't. Uh, the crowd was, you know, not didn't fill up the entire stadium. I don't right. even think they sell out the entire stadium. But um, it was, you know, it was very, very cool. Like I ended up buying a Sparks, couple Sparks uh, t-shirts yep. at the um, at the store, and I love you it. know, they won. Which was amazing. Oh, fun. Um, they won 77 to 70 over the Connecticut Sun, which uh, Cheney Uwamake, I know I'm fucking this That's name up and I apologize. Name, yeah. She used to be a former Connecticut Sun player. Oh, so she was so, just acquired. I love that. So um, it's playing yeah. for our old team. But not only that, Karen, she's now playing with her sister. Oh, yeah, the sisters. NECA, yeah. How so cute. 
Chanae and Neka um, Uwumake are now playing together in the Sparks, and they actually started. Um, they were in the starting five. Aww. So apparently, I w- I've been reading that Derek Fisher needed to be convinced to have them play together to start together. Interesting. And I mean, that was the best thing that could have happened because com- their score combined was almost half of the total. Uh, entire team total. Yeah. I have a question. When yes. you read this, why did he need to be convinced? I didn't read much into it. Hmm. Like, I just saw kind of like a headline or a blurb. And, and on my timeline, uh, there was a few people that called that out. I will. I'll take a deeper look into that. And, you know, if any of us uh, listeners or anybody on uh, that follow us on the on uh, social want to let us know, please do point us in the right direction. Yes, yes. Um, so, so yeah, so the sisters were, they led the, the, the win and, uh, NECA actually, she had a double, double in the game Fun. and I want to say that I was very, very impressed by their point card, Chelsea Gray. She was making these fucking passes that were just, oh, or, you know, behind the back and Ooh, blind yes. passes it was exciting. I gotta say, like the WNBA, they're fucking fast. Like they're just oh, yeah, so quick. fast, so quick. It's it's really incredible to see. Which is still, um, you know, it's still surprising. It's something we brought up. Like we hear a lot of men say they can't watch it. I don't understand. And that. I don't understand. Like you have some beautiful fucking women, beautiful bodies mm-hmm. of work, fast. Um, the skills, right? Uh, you yep. hear and NBA players all the time saying they're great that they beat men's teams during practice. Um, and I just, uh, I don't, I mean, and I, I have guy friends who'll show me some like videos of certain like social influencers or women that play ball, ball skills, everything like that. And they're just like, man, this is sweet. Like, look at her moves. And I'm like, so why is it so hard to watch the w- WNBA? Like, it's a fucking mental thing, I guess. It's an ego I, thing, I mean, girl. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't get it. Like, I just think that, and I'm at some point I know in the season, I'm just going to get tired of justifying this, like justifying why we have to justify the WNBA. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. They're going to be on it or you're going to not. So you can scroll like past this segment or whatever you want to do, because I'm just going to get sick of having to be like, why won't you watch it? Because it's, it is fantastic it's if you love the sport you're seeing athletes at the top of their game you know doing the sport that you love full stop um another thing to know is candace parker has been out in injury i don't know when she's expected to be back but you know she's the mvp of uh, the sparks will help them to some championships but I will say, seeing what I saw without Candice, I can only imagine they're going to be even greater when, once oh, she's, when back. she's back. Yep. Yeah. And then also, um, uh, Chelsea Gray, the point guard, I might have mentioned her, but she was just incredible. So there's a lot of great stuff that I saw. I know they played, I watched them on the NBA um, app play in Vegas, the, oh, the, the Aces? LA Aces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And ugh, the Aces are just so fucking good. Like, they're just so good. They're the favorite to win this season, right? Uh, I mean, I could see, I could tell why. They got the look. They got the mood. I mean, they're just, they're looking great. So, awesome. um, so yeah. So, I, it's nice, though, that the Sparks were able to bounce back. They were able to, um, you know, the, one of the things that was mentioned by the players, I think NECA might have mentioned it, was that, you know, these are, 
this team is still trying to figure each other out. You know, they're still trying to like get into the groove because, you know, these are they got they got some wingspan on them. They got some elbows and, you know, they're all trying to grab for that ball. And it's like they're still learning each other's rhythm, still learning the choreography of being a team. So that was something that was pretty evident. I see you could see some of that happening. Um, And also they have a new uh, coach in Derek Fisher that's really kind of uh, his style is more of like a read and react on the court. Yep. Um, so I think that that's something new to them. And it, I'm, we're hoping that that freedom will allow them to like naturally find that rhythm and really, you know, move, move the team into these wins. Um, Cause there was a stretch of it. I think in the third, third quarter where like nobody was making any points. Oh, damn. Uh, so, you know, it's uh, they get into these like real lows, um, with shots, but at the same time, you know, they're keeping keeping the um, rhythm going, the, mo- the move going. Um, and so I would say that, you know, I was super excited. And one thing I want to mention, and I mentioned this, I did a Twitter thread. I can't, I can't tell you, like, so the crowd, I couldn't help observing who was in attendance. Oh, you know? yeah, good. I want to hear this. I'm yeah, interested. it was it, it. This particular game did skew more female attendance and kids. Oh, yeah. You know, a lot of kids. And I don't know if it was just because it's a Friday game. I don't like I said, it was my first game. So I'm not sure. You know, I'm I, I'll, I'll keep this you know in mind when I'm there. But it it also felt so inclusive. Is that fucking weird? I don't know. Like, I didn't feel like I was like I. I don't know. Maybe it's just my brain and I'm still trying to figure all of this out. But like when I've gone to other basketball games, we used to go see the Knicks um, all the time when we lived in New York. Uh, Stephen would have a season pass. And um, when I go to Laker games, you know, whenever we could fucking afford one to go, um, I, you know, I just kind of like you observe it and you're just like, okay, and everybody's kind of trying to you know, just sit there and be a little more passive. I don't know. I just never felt like I could really be part of it as opposed to just like, okay, I'm going to be here and observe a game and drink my beer and what have you. Yep. And in this one, I really felt like, oh my God, I have knowledge and I know what's going on and no one's going to like, I don't know. I I didn't feel judge judgment. And I felt like just seeing all the people, so many different ages and um you know styles and people just being like yeah I am who I am and I love this fucking sport I saw I had a I had a family sitting in front of me it was two daughters um and the mom and the dad and as they're watching the dad would be like yeah see how she went up on this play it's because of the defense you know so he was like teaching like they were both like teaching it was very cool i I mean granted i mean i i was more like i can't believe that these kids are actually paying attention for this length of time because they were young they were young how young you think um i want to say they were like six or seven but again you know me i'm terrible with ages um <laughs> but at one point they were losing their minds. Like they were like, uh, not that they were screaming or anything, but they were like just like up bouncing around like crazy. And oh, yeah. you know, I, I it's, that's I didn't care. I only cared the one time when the little girl put her head back and like her fucking hair got on my legs, Ooh. and I'm like, uh, I go, oh, I go, excuse me, and yeah. she got really shy, whatever. I did it nicely, but I'm just like, I don't want your grenas on my fucking. <laughs> 
legs, no, like yeah. gross. You were probably right. Like, Six or seven, the the lack of patience. Um, yeah. Bouncing up and down. That sounds like that age. And of course, dad kind of trying to infuse that love for the game. I, I can yeah. definitely see that for sure. Well, they did. They did seem like they were into it. But, you know, it's like after the first like five minutes of the actual play, they're like, I want hu- I'm hungry. I need to pee. You know, I just kid stuff. It yeah. was not a problem at all. It was just funny to observe that. And then also to um, the one thing that I was like kind of annoying was the DJ. He kept playing Disney music, Ew. you know, like like sing along, yeah. like Frozen and, and uh, what's the other one? Lion King stuff. No. And of course, the whole crowd went crazy. But I'm just like, you know what? Here's my thing. If these children yes. have paid for their own ticket, yep. then you can fucking play Frozen and Lion King yes. all you goddamn want. But I think the adults deserve yep. to have Agreed. a non-Disney night yeah. for their money. Exactly. And this DJ obviously doesn't do homework enough to understand what this generation does like that could still translate to the adults. Like he's lazy by throwing them Disney jams because right now Old Town Road, oh, it's not. Oh, he did play. He did play that, and that was like crazy. Yeah, I know. He did play that. He did play that. He played some. He played some other songs that I wasn't familiar with, but the kids were like, yeah, you know, getting all over it. But it's just, I think it was just too much Disney. I was like, what is going on? It was just annoying. And also, like he was playing, he would do it like during the actual play of game, and I'm just like. It seemed disrespectful to be playing, like having everyone. I don't know. I I was not like that was probably like my only annoyance of the night. But other than that, everything was wonderful. It felt very magical. It felt very inclusive. Yes, it I felt, it. you know, so I'm excited about this. And I'm going to be taking my sister and um, her son to the game in um, July 7th. Fun. Yes. So, you know what? We're just going to. And I think, you know, Stephen was talking about, you know, buying some tickets for you know other games and so we're really excited and i'm definitely i can't get enough of it it's just it's in my blood now so i'm happy well i have my theories on on why it felt much more inclusive but um oh tell me i mean just think about it the the level of entry for nba basketball is cost and Mm. so you're not going to get people who are not either diehards or don't have the money and I mean, we see it all the time, right? Like the NBA's most most professional sports, it's you, the audience is predominantly uh, white and privileged and male. Mm. So mm. I, I think that's a big factor. Um, you know, especially when you think about families, like can they really afford four NBA tickets or four right. WNBA tickets? Um, and then I think it's because, like you know, like you said, you love the game if you're watching it. Right. A WNBA game right. versus like, oh, it just sounds cool because this company paid for me to be at this like Warriors <laughs> game or like, you know, I just have the money and like, <laughs> you right. know, the Warriors are so hot right now. Like I need to like just be there. <laughs> so right. um, I think there's a lot of that that point of entry, which then makes it the ability to be more inclusive. So I, that's cool to know. I'm excited to take Olivia. Like I'm going to start looking at the Seattle schedule and even the Monarchs just to see if they're playing the aces or sparks or, yeah. or the storm. Um, Cause you know, she, she knows I love basketball. She likes to kind of talk to me about it. The other earlier we were <laughs> trying to, when I was doing mic check, we were doing a rap. I was like, mic check one, <laughs> two, guess who is Miss Yenko with my, <laughs> and I got Ollie too. And then she tried rapping and she's all, um, she said something about, Oh, it's Ollie B and mommy's going to talk about fantasy. And I said, what? <laughs> what you know about fantasy? 
basketball, fantasy football. And I'm like, you listen. <laughs> oh, my baby girl listens. <laughs> she listens. I know. She's so That's cute. awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. So That's I'm, awesome. I'm so glad you had fun. I'm so excited yeah. to get into it this season, too, and, like, you know, become a lifelong fan. So this yeah, is going to yeah. be great. I'm excited. I'm really excited. And it was good to have that. Like to your point, the the level entry is like the friction is so low to get into this. I could see why like more diverse groups would want to be, you know, going to these things, which I love. Um, And then I also think that um, it just made it more magical. Like to me, like I didn't know what to expect. Mm -hmm. And so and actually, it's not like I was putting a low priority. I wasn't going like, oh, you know, I don't I'm not expecting anything. So whatever I get is good. No, I expected it to be good. I expected it to be amazing. And then it met my expectations. And I would be honest if I was like, you know what? It's not for me. I, I would be 100% honest. I would. I have no problem saying like, tried it, not for me. This is not the case. Tried it, loved it. I'm now like kind of obsessed. So I hope that this sparks people. Whoa, sparks, LA sparks. Mm-hmm. I hope this gets people um, to get the WNBA app to try to go to a game. Because also going to a game is very different than TV. So, you know, it gives like... There's some extra, um, you know, specialness to actually being at a game. And then, um, yeah, I would say try to, you know, follow some people that are covering it. And that's what we're kind of doing as far as our research. And to that, um, just to wrap it up, I got a subscription to The Athletic. Oh, yeah. um, Because, yeah, so because they did open up the Athletic WNBA vertical. And I'm going to say, like, overall, um, the... uh, journalism, the sports writing that I have been reading, because I don't just read about the WNBA. I read about, you know, sports, sports. Uh, and basketball prioritized. But, you know, I, I know things about other sports just by, you know, osmosis. <laughs> and um, I would say that their level of journalism to me has been, I mean, just really impressive. And, you know, I, I kind of was like, I don't want to pay you know, for this, there's like 40 news outlets is going to send me the same fucking push notification. And I've mentioned this before. It's like all the same headline, all the same fucking story. I can get all that for free. But they have impressed me I love it. with how the different angles on all sports and like, I don't know, it's just it's. You can tell what you're paying for. You're getting what you're paying for. You know, you are, if you get free, then you know what free can be. Yes. Um, And if you get subscription, you're hoping that it's going to be worth the subscription. And I'm going to say right now that so far it has been worth the subscription. So thank you, The Athletic, um, for your coverage on, on sports and just having a different angle and I don't know. It's been good. Yeah. I like it. And I want to give another plug to the WNBA League Pass. Do it. It's only $16.99, y'all. Like, low-level entry. (laughs) Not that, you know, like, let's go and support these ladies. They they bust their asses. You know, they do, they put in as much work, maybe even more than the men in the NBA. And let's Mm -hmm. let's show support. Let's put our money where our mouths are. You know what I mean? (laughs) 
Yeah, because, you know, I see a lot of people complaining about the app. And yes, the app is a little bit wonky. But you know what? If you fucking actually paid for it, like if you if more people got it, then they would put more money to making it better. Like, I don't understand why that equation doesn't like make sense to people. Like if you want something to be better, <laughs> yeah, fucking money in it. support it. Yeah. Hello. Don't this ain't free. Fucking complain. I mean, just think about it yourself in your situation. Someone's like, hey, I want you to do this work, but I can't pay you. Like, and you're going to be like, OK, well, let me when I have my free time, I'll think about getting to it. But if they're like, no, 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 here is a payment for you to do good work. Well, then you're going to fucking hopefully I would hope yeah. you would try to do a good job. Right. For sure. So, guys, instead of fucking complaining, uh, I didn't mean to say guys as in picking on the guys. I mean, overall People. human beings. <laughs> If you all want shit to get better, you got to invest in it. Yes. Okay. Agreed. Agreed. That's all we're saying. So you're not just your time because thank you, your time, but your monies. Yo, money. Money. Green money. Mm. <laughs> uh, so that's what, that's my recap of the WNBA. We're going to be discussing this um, in further episodes. But yes. for right now, we're going to take a quick bake, break and come back with social around the horn. Hey, I don't mind a quick bake either, but you know. <laughs> and with that, we'll be back. And we are back. Do, 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 do. Oh, we are getting into one of our favorites. Oh my god, such a social favorite. around the horn. Oh, what? 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 I'm telling you, someone was asking me, well, "What are you going to talk about in August?" And I'm like, "Are you kidding me? <laughs> These bitches can't get off the social. There'll be plenty to talk about." Yes, hello. You know it. Um, I would like to start, as you see in my notes, with one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> this was funny. I love I the talk- I love the photo you used too when you uh, put it up. <laughs> I want to talk about Clay Thompson. Do it. This boo boo, I love him. So he was in a, a press conference and they were asking him, "Are you going to listen to Drake?" <laughs> <laughs> what a dumb question! But hey, good stuff came out of it. <laughs> Oh, good, great stuff. He was like, oh, man, I love Drake. I I love I listened to him when I was at high school. But, you know, I guess if a Drake song came on, I would I'd probably fast forward it. He's like, I'd fa- for sure fast forward any of the R&B stuff because, you know, I'm in kill mode right now. <laughs> <laughs> kill. Oh, he's in kill mode. Karen. Kill mode. Clay he's kill mode. Kill. kill. Right. <laughs> Like you know what? You know what? That's so funny though because you say he's he a was robot. built. Yes, <laughs> he's a he's a robot. He's a product of Silicon Valley. I bet he's half cyborg. <laughs> and he said, Kill you, uh, "You've always said that he's a robot." Mm-hmm. So that would make sense. It, it, like his product, his code would change into kill mode. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is very interesting. <laughs> See, again, you and I were in, we're tapping into our third eye, our intuition. We are, you know, we are seeing these things happen. Yeah, you know, and you know, it's like the way that he does talk to. It's a little bit like C three PO. Yes, you know, like a little bit like, or you know, like a little bit like a ro- like a robot trying to be human. Mm, mm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. 
Very, very. Let's get some DNA tests over here. When, when, well, he, I, when he passes in like how many years, we'll do the autopsy. You know? <laughs> well, I, I thought that was hilarious. And I will continue to use um, him on our social media because he just has so many like sound bites and he has so many like great and like his his clothes it's like no chill with this guy like but oh chill. my god like no chill but chill and he's only got right. like chill mode and kill mode i just like how he always goes like <sighs> like that <laughs> like whenever he does that i always think of like my grandma or like one of my older aunts who just felt like the click or the <laughs> yeah, just so a uh, cracksy up because he's like, "Oh, really? When is that? When they say that?" And you're just like, "I'm crying. Yeah, I'm like crying because, you know? <laughs> oh my god, it's so funny. It's so funny. So, yes. So anyway, um, yeah, Clay was. It, I was using him as a meme on social. He was my my social fodder. Um, what else do we got here on social on the horn? Oh, um. Okay, so I put this one down. It actually could be in Sweaty and Petty, but so Doc Rivers was mm-hmm. fined $50,000 by the NBA for tampering. Um, he had some comments where he said Kawhi is like a Michael Jordan. Good, good. <laughs> and I'm sure Balmer was like, $50,000 is nothing. That's a lot of ass for me. kissing right there. That's straight tampering. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is tampering. That is tampering. I mean, it, it doesn't. Uh, I don't know if it equals like LeBron having a backyard barbecue, uh, which was all over his Instagram where he had CP3. And who else was there? There was someone else there at the barbecue and they were all smoking cigars. Oh, uh, Russell Westbrook was there. Yeah. I mean, we all seen these fools all kick it and hang out (laughs) and then talk shit for the cameras like. I, I don't to me that's not tampering. I'm like, come on, you know, who else is gonna understand each other in this profession? Right. Like how we hang out with coworkers is just like what is that tampering? You're not wrong. <laughs> if we're kicking it Are with you- a, 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 a team like some a coworker from another department. Uh, you're like, you know, I don't really know if we need to have that meeting when yeah. you're at cocktails with them <laughs> yeah. and then all of a sudden the meeting goes away. That's tampering, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, you write about that, but okay, it's like okay, you can't you can't hang out with free agents. Sorry. <laughs> well, it was funny because in the video, like they're all smoking cigars and like uh, CP3 and um, uh, Russell, they put up like you know two fingers in the air, and someone wrote, "Hey, if you haven't won any rings, put two fingers in the air." That's so <laughs> fucked <seen> that? up. <laughs> That's some sweaty petty that needs to go down. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you know, LeBron has gone over time in his social media. Like, he is just him and D-Wade. Oh, oh my, my God. <laughs> People living their best life. Oh, my God. D-Wade, to me, is, like, what I aspire to be. Like, he's on a yacht somewhere fucking drinking right out of the wine bottle. I'm yeah. like, you don't give a fuck. It's I so know, awesome. but, you know, he's... He's having the best life right now. Retirement, a new baby, Gabrielle Union as your bae. Like, oh, I know. I'd be celebrating mm. every day, too. Yeah, he celebrates every time he opens his eyes in the morning. <laughs> 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 well, his social has been really good. Um, it's uh, provided some fodder for um, us on the on our Instagram. Same. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess these these like guys, these players in the summertime, they are Wilding. just they're getting crazy <laughs> on their. <laughs> I, you know, I'm surprised how like um, how much access they give people like LeBron was talking about Taco Tuesday. Like he always does his Taco Tuesday thing. But, you know, and he shows his kids like around the table. Um, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's cool. Whatever. I mean, social. I mean, I would assume. Le, I, well, I know LeBron came up when social was popping. So yep. that's like his, you know, background. Unlike myself, who was like. We didn't have no apps. <laughs> we didn't have no cell phones like with yeah. smartphones. Please. What is this iPod turned phone situation? What's yeah, <laughs> no, no. Yeah, absolutely not. I, we did, I did not grow up with that. I learned it super fast, yes. but I did not grow up with that. I think I was still using a floppy disk. <laughs> <laughs> the square with the fucking window. With the, a hole in it. it. <laughs> no, the one with the big like one that was kind of like paper and it had a big hole in it. Yeah. <laughs> The, like black one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, trust me. I was, uh, you know, loading video games that way. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I think like those guys are going off, totally going off on social media. I love it. More you know, content you, for us. And I love how, and we right? mentioned this too, LeBron's just like, you know, tweeting out um, during the finals because when's the last time he was oh, able yeah. to do that? <laughs> oh, right. Totally. Yeah, he's totally. enjoying that. Like, it's good to see his perspective. Well, and to me, I'm like, you know what? Get it all out now. Because mm-hmm. you ain't going to be doing none of that shit come the regular season. Because you better get it. it. Mm-hmm. You get mm-hmm. it now. Mm-hmm. Go out there and and live your best life as a, a you know, American citizen that don't got nothing to do. <laughs> and then when... The new season comes up. I don't want to see no texts. Nope. I don't want to see no IG stories. Nope, I don't want to hear about no Space Jam or Bigfoot or, you know, you having a, a three-pointer, uh, you know, matchup with some 12-year-old. Oh, yeah, that one. I don't want to know that. Yeah. Yeah, that one. I don't want to hear. I don't want to see any of that. I, all I, I don't even want to see anything. You can actually literally go dark. LeBron, you can literally go dark on all of your social media because all I want is rings. <laughs> Baby, all I want that ring. You better put a ring on it. Yeah. So use this time to make it look like being a Laker is actually fucking fun. So that we can, uh, you know, erase some of this trash that we've been having to deal oh with. Because they no free agent want to come into this fucking TMZ zoo that oh. we have going on. So you do your best as a Laker ambassador to be like, look at we have fun. We love LA, everything that you need to do, and then get that superstar. And then I want nothing on social media. You need to be in locked in mode. Oh. And that is my, that's my LeBron TED talk. Oh, TED talk. Oh, and I know there's going to be more of that coming up in Sweaty and Petty for sure. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, what else do we got? What oh, else do we got? On? More on LeBron, though. Uh, real Bronny. Mm. Oh, God. Bronny Jr. <sighs> so, no, yes. The third? I mean, what is Bronny's technique? Like, he's the third. I, no, he's junior. He third? he's junior. No, he's junior. He's junior. He's junior. He's junior. So, and he's 14, I believe. Mm-hmm. Is he 14? Yeah, he's young. He was allowed to open an Instagram account. And within the first 24 hours, he got 1.4 million followers. Oof. He got smack talk by uh, Draymond Green because, you know, Draymond Green. Yes. Full stop. Ha- has no standards who he's <sighs> shit to. 
Uh, so, yeah. So at money 23 green uh, uh, put on the Instagram. I'm at your fucking neck this summer. G all gas. And I'm like, what? You're a grown ass man. You're a grown ass man. Yeah. You know what? Why don't you worry about putting your, uh, you know, getting on the fucking neck of Pascal, who you couldn't defend, Ooh, that fucking beat your ass. Snap. Okay. Don't worry about Bronny. Okay. Worry about the finals that you're in instead of going on, off on a poor, like, 14 year old boy. Yeah. Don't What's piss, going on don't here? Don't piss me off, Draymond. <laughs> <laughs> Killing me. Like, please, please. Um, but then Bronny himself decided to put out an IG story full of like violence and bitches and other profanity. Dumbass. Which at the same time, I'm like, who gives a fuck? Like, is a stupid kid. And what do we? Ex- oh, he's supposed to be like what? Like, I don't know. I don't know what we expect of a kid just because he's LeBron's. But I think they took it down. Yeah, I don't LeBron, know. Daddy, I mean, Zaddy took it down. And right. I, I mean, I respect Zaddy as a father for doing that. But I'm almost yeah. like, did you not have the like <laughs> social guidelines conversation with Bronny till before yes. he put it up? So I'm gonna, I'll am gonna, i defer to you because you're a parent. Yeah. But would you would you agree or disagree that in today's world, uh, the social media conversation that you're going to have to have with Olivia is going to be similar to the birds and the bees conversation? Yeah. Yeah, because there's a lot of shit that happens on that shit. And I saw it early on when and a big reason I keep my my other accounts private. Um, you know, there's a lot of fucking trolls on there. There's fucking cyber bullies. The fact that Bronny, because adjacent to his father, you we saw he got one point four million right away. There's kids following him. He needs to set an example. Sorry, boo boo. Like, I get that you're 14, <laughs> but your father's famous. You've got money. You've got reach. And so I appreciate daddy saying, look, bitch, don't go perpetuating bullshit on your channel. Like you need to be responsible about that shit, Um, especially because I I've actually I've taught uh, when I worked in nonprofit, I've taught kids about social. I'm Mm. like, because the problem with some of these newer kids is they treat it as this open forum journal. And it's Mm, like interesting. Yeah. And and we mentioned this, too. And I think you even. wrote it or, or or we've wrote it in the past or whatever like that shit's on lock even if you delete something that shit's oh, on lock oh, we yeah. have archival tools for that bullshit yep. you could fuck up your life someone else's life it's a responsibility so yeah, yeah. you don't take that shit seriously bye no it's true well because like you know the whole finsta stuff where it's like you have that fake instagram account and then you the or the ones that are just for your friends mm-hmm. and i mean there's I don't know. I think it's very, um, I don't, I don't want to say it's dangerous because everything's dangerous and I'm not a fear monger, but I will say that, um, you, that with, you know, you, there's just a responsibility issue and you have to take accountability in the shit you put out. And I think about that more and more, like when I was like more like my personal shit, like I'm like, you know, I could act, you know, kind of ridiculous Mm -hmm. and foolish. But like when I think of like what we're doing here and what we build with the hoops talk and things like that, it's like, you know, there's been a lot of times where I want to join in like the shit talk or like over the top bashing. And and sometimes I just pause because I'm like, is this really adding fun to the conversation or am I doing it to be like a fucking bitch or, you know, so even I like and 
I don't think that's being inauthentic. I think that's just taking that half second to be like, is this like, is this tweet the one I'm going to like the mountain I'm going to like die on? Right. Yeah, you know? exactly. And what's your what's your three pillars? I remember there was something there about being kind. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So my mantra is keep moving, uh, stay ready and be kind. Yep. Yeah, that's my mantra. And I think the be kind part sometimes can be the hardest one to do. It is. It is. In, in our culture. Um, yeah. It, and in this hard. climate. Yeah. Yeah. And especially on social because it's such an anonymous, like it's just like a, you know, it's you and a, your device. And, you know, once you put it out there, you're like, oh, whatever. But, it, you know, I think it's. I mean, I'm not going to be all self-righteous because I'm going to write some shit. We're going to be fucking yeah, stupid. And, but we do and it in fun. I mean, and, no. and again, like that's something I do need to check when we do that. But at the end of the day, I feel like if people are dishing out, be ready for my commentary. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're dishing out, be ready. And if we're going to dish it out, we need to be ready. Yes. Same. And that is the same. You know, I was I was reading something where they were like, you know, if you're going to be a creative the number one question you have to ask is uh, what flavor do you want your shit sandwich to be? Ooh. You know, because you're not, it's not all, everyone going to be saying like, this is great. This exactly. is awesome. You know, there's, you know, there's conversation to be had. And if you put something out there, just think about it. But you know what? And then there's going to be people that don't and there's people with jokes and whatever. But I do think that that conversation about social is up there now with the birds and the bees. Yes. I mean, and I'm a nice hearing I'm getting confirmation from a parent you that that is definitely the case now. Yeah. My, Ollie plays video games where there's chat rooms and I'm like, you ain't chatting with nobody. Oh, my you God. Are, I mean, I need to know who her That's friends crazy. are that that she links up with and she tells me and I'm like, cool. I know them. Yes, I know their parents. Cool. But I said, if someone new tries to add Joe ass, no. Well, that's like, did you watch the act? On oh, Hulu? Oh, no, 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 no. You're going to make me uh, fear monger? I know. <laughs> no, 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 Well, I mean, it's a very special case because it's about this correct, this, it's a, it's a, based on a real story about this woman who um, had a child, uh, Munchauser by proxy. So she made her kids sick all the time, oh, like with yes. a feeding tube. Okay, yes, oh, yes, yes, God. yes. Like this. Well, I mean, one of the things, because I saw the documentary, I think it's like Mommy Dearest Deadest or something like that yeah. is the name of the documentary. Um, but one of the things that I noted in the documentary was the woman who uh, who was director of the documentary. She said, you know, the thing that sticks out most about this story is in the end, you know, the sexual beings that we are inside will always come out regardless of like if you're a sheltered person because this young daughter who you know she's growing into a woman she's getting her period and also and her mom is still making her like 12 that's fucked up and in the end what ended up her mom being murdered was because she fell in love with someone online oh so where there yeah i know that's probably the fear monger part Sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. And, you know, right now, I think it's more of like, it's more, it's not that I don't want her connecting with her friends. I don't trust the crazy ass motherfucking pedophiles on this shit. Yeah. There's so many predators. There's so many. Yeah. Fuck that. 
<laughs> There's so many predators. Ugh, ugh, man. God bless you and your pa- and being a parent and every parent out there who's re- actually really raising a child, not just the ones that you know offered their accessories, uh, biological, yeah, the bi- <laughs> biological input, but like DNA real because being, like, yeah, using their kids as accessories for their IG yeah. accounts, yeah, exactly, yeah, not those excluded, but like the real parents, man, you guys, like I couldn't. I it's, don't want. I mean, that's why I don't. <laughs> yeah, girl, it's it's a, a exercise of the mind, body, and soul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's going to be the title of your book. I ooh. <laughs> note that. Put it out there. Put it out there. Um, okay, so what else do we got? Are we good with social? Or do you have anything else? On, so anything coming out in the industry that you're into? Anything? Because I know you talked about those lenses on. Uh, uh, what I can't remember Snapchat. Yeah, uh, I think the last last oh, episode, like last couple episodes. News? Anything? No, anything? No, not anything really. popping? Uh, not anything really. Poppin'? I mean, I just want to do a quick shout out some of the fashion. Please, we, we tweeted it earlier. Oh yeah, yeah. But I oh my gosh, sorry. Saw, yes, yeah. You saw my grid because it was like Serge Ibaka. I saw. Uh, but Ooh. then I threw Drake on there. <laughs> uh, Iggy had this poncho orange oh, girl, V-neck no. sweater vest with torn. And someone no. had uh, roughly put a Photoshop of a stop sign, like a cross guard. <laughs> and then there was one of E-40 and Drake having a little fun and like choking each other out um, pregame. Oh, yeah, because you wanted that jacket. Dude, that jacket was lit tea. Dude. Like, so what if you... Yes. If you go to our Instagram, you'll see that jacket that, she's, that we're referring to. It was a warrior jacket. And it was like sequined and... You, Karen, you would look hot in that. Yes. I mean, it, it made totally. you already look hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, um, yeah. That <laughs> it was very Liberace. Yes. But I do love and I think it plays very well into the WNBA. They've been doing the walk up fashions, too. And like Kalani Brown yes. from the Sparks had this cute little twirl she did with her little cute mini dress and denim jacket. So like shout out to her. Get it. Flossin fresh girl. Yes. Mm, um, yes. So, you know, I might play around with proposing a little fashion segment. I love it. We could talk shoe game. We could talk the walk up, you know, and we do it a little bit on IG. We got a little thread highlight. Remember when when Westbrook and his um, (laughs) His chesticles, under (laughs) under boob sweater, (laughs) that guy. I love him for that. Uh, well, Karen is uh, definitely the fashion maven of our duo no, here. This is tripping. The, the visionary is on the other side please. of this fucking hangout right now with please, the styles. Please, please, please. We're we're both stylish ladies. Yes. Hello. Um. So yeah, we'll definitely. I love that. I love dipping back into the fashion. It's so fashion, much good baby. Stuff there. It's fashions. So Karen is going to be leading that charge, be tweeting out about the fashions. Yes, I love so, it. I'm down. I can't think of any. I mean, the only other thing is I would say is like try to follow the w, hashtag WNBA, mm-hmm. yes, um, yes, yes. you know, find some, uh, you know, other sports writers through that network. Um, also uh, find some podcasts through socials, kind of how we've been doing it. And um yeah, I think that's, I think we horned, horned it out. We horned, horned out. it out. We horned it out. So we're going to take a quick break. But when we're back, I think 
We're going to get ready for Sweaty and Petty and some timeouts. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. All right. Boop, boop. We are back. Back, 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 back. And we're going to do our last two segments together. Oh, Sweaty and Petty's got, it's thick. Okay, so Sweaty and Petty, and I don't know how we've held back this whole episode without talking about this, because maybe we saw it in our agenda, but Sweaty and Petty starts out with Drake. Oh, God, he's the, <laughs> he is he is the like mix of a clown, a super fan, and I don't know. There's one more thing. I just can't put quite put my finger on it. But this guy is a walking contradiction. <laughs> well, I know. Well, first off, he has Steph and Katie's numbers tattooed on him, which he tried to hide with the armband. Yeah, bitch, please. And then, uh, ultimate troll, he wore um, Steph Curry's dad's Raptors jersey. Which, my my whole thing was, that wasn't a troll. That was more like, I want to be your child, Dale and Sonia. Adopt me. You're sick. You are sick. Uh, I mean, let's talk about this, though. Like, uh, we all know, he's fucking sweaty and petty. Like, he put fucking lint from Steph on sale on eBay. <laughs> He is, he's an entertainer, first and foremost. And I think because there's no new album, um, you know, he's excited for his Raptors. He needs to be in the spotlight. And this is his way of doing it. And okay, <laughs> I'm okay with I, it. Yeah, I mean, uh, and you know, it's funny because my, um, our loyal listener, Marcy, she was uh. texting with me this morning. I know it. Just we just love basketball. She's such a fan. So her and I were going back and forth this morning. And actually, she was texting me after that game, and she's basically like, you know, he. She's like, he's he's literally the only reason I care about basketball right now. Yeah, because her Blazers are yeah. out. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, if you think about it, like I know the NBA what told him to cool it with his antics, but you know that's fucking bullshit. There's, I bet Be- they have a PR that's partnership already. They're just like, oh. do what you want to do. <laughs> Exactly. Because let's let's be honest here. Let's unpack this. Like, okay, so not having LeBron in the finals has been a huge conversation as far as viewership. Right. Because people are like, you know, I you know, they we're all very focused on players and LeBron being like the one of the most popular players right now, um, like a Michael Jordan or a Kobe. Yes. Him not being in the finals is can like really cut viewership down. We understand that. Right. So do you think that the NBA is not going to see the fucking gift horse that is Drake? And and they have to understand that people that would normally be there for LeBron that are basketball fans, but also LeBron fans are being drawn in by Drake's antics. But not only that. The Drake fanship or anybody on social media that sees Drake trending that may not necessarily be into basketball at all yep. will also be giving the eyeballs to the NBA because they want to know what the fuck this fool is doing. Yes. Yes. Agreed. And to me, I feel like the NBA is one of the smartest leagues out there because they know how to pivot and be modern and not be a bunch of controlling uh, plantation owners. 
<laughs> well, I mean, I know who you're talking about. Okay. Yes. Um, we don't mention that those three letters on, on this podcast if we can avoid it. But I will say, though, that, I mean, it may not be controlling, but it's fucking being, uh, it's definitely leveraging yes. what's happening. So it's like, you know, that shit's going. I mean, please, like, they knew that, you know, the draw could be low, right? Yep. But Drake has definitely added yeah. new new viewers and viewers whose teams are out. Yes, you know? exactly. Whereas, I mean, if you think about it, the LeBron finals, it'd be LeBron fans and anybody who wants to see LeBron, you know, Period. play. But yep. that still could be alienating. Whereas, yeah. Yeah. you know, you are, you're not really going to get any necessarily new viewers there. But you will with Drake because he's bringing that music and that. I mean, I, even Draymond Green, when he was asked in um, the one of the media days, like, what do you think about it? And he's just like, you know what? This guy, he's he is he's a fan and he should just be allowed to do what he does yep. because he's famous. Yeah. He and has celebrity. Yeah. And he's with the time in. It doesn't bother him. Like Javon will play and and talk shit and talk trash, but do what you gotta do. I personally think that the fact that Draymond had words with him after the game is just a telltale sign of how much Drake is annoying them. <laughs> you know think about it like you don't have to talk to him like that's what I guess that also goes back to what I always say Karen yeah. when you see some of these players that are so fucking dialed in that they don't have any time to be like oh I gotta tweet this or I gotta like talk to Drake about this or I gotta like you know blah 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 it's because their one thing is win is win right right and, and that goes back to my intuitive nature and what have you and what I see. And when I've seen that, that's why I picked the Raptors to to win. That's why I knew they were going to beat the 76ers. Because you have Joel Embiid over here all like, you know, making funny and jokes and shit like that. And you got Jimmy Butler. They're just like, they don't like the, the mental focus to say like, I know a team that is better than me and I'm still going to win is only because my directive is to win. That's it. And so when I see these words, like when I, well, Draymond's, he's always an asshole, but like you see that and they act out because of Drake for real. <laughs> I, you know what? To me, it's a show. These, all these fuckers are friends. They're homies. They're putting on a show. <laughs> Draymond wore fucking Ovo gear the day after. Like <laughs> they're just doing this for shits and giggles. It's their little break in between work. Um, I can see that. Yeah. Cause uh, yeah, to me, it's. Come on, the motherfucker has Katie and Steph tattooed to him. I like, know he loves them all. They all are going to go to the cookout after. It's a <laughs> they know it's going to bring ratings. It's going to give media something to write about, social something, keep them relevant. It just adds to their fucking uh, net worth. Fine. And you know it, what? It's shit for us to talk about. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I mean, someone did say like, hey, you know what? Should the media really be asking them questions about this? Or is this like fodder for just for social? And, you know, I mean, it's what is surrounds them, you know? Yeah, they can they can choose what to answer. But like you said, I don't you know, you know, like like you said, right? Like Kawhi is not someone that gets into this shit. Like he's to me, he's this very humble, nerdy um, beast of a player. Um, but you know, people do it for him. Like, you know, we have here on the agenda, New Balance bought a fucking billboard 
which uh. <laughs> I, I'm really interested in. You and I know media a little, right? I'm really interested yeah. in how they were able to purchase this pivotedly so last minute because did they do it way in advance to think, okay, if they're not in finals, we'll just put something else up? New Balance. Um, but it's literally Kauai and has a whole Game of Thrones reference about King of the North taking people out. And it has all the teams they played in the playoffs yep. slashed out and then GS at the bottom. Like, and it's right off 880, which is near Oracle. It's just, <laughs> I'm, I like want to applaud it for the genius <laughs> media buy situation, the marketing, the whole, like what you and I are like enthralled in. Yes. But I think it's hilarious because like, <laughs> like this is like million dollar sweaty petty <laughs> yeah this is x sweaty petty extra yes yes yeah for sure yeah i saw that and i was just like holy shit like <laughs> how the fuck did they you know because i think what they do is if i know bill out of home correctly mm-hmm. is they do have like um there are certain billboards to your point that'll be in just for that sale, like for maybe a corporation. Yep. And then they, the New Balance either is part of that entity or they go to that entity, they go to their media and say like, hey, can you find out who owns this? Because we want to do this. And then it's just about like the covering of the, the money. And, you know, once you follow the money, there's there's always enough money, you know. Yeah, but the foresight, the quickness of that team, the, yeah. The fact that they're willing to take the risk to even probably potentially pay more to take over this billboard during yeah. this short amount of time, like kudos, because you know the sh- shit we go through just to be like, oh, I know, we need people on social ready to go. Right, <laughs> you're absolutely right. Um, yeah, I think that it's. Uh, I saw that and it was just like everything about it is like super genius. Like it's not just what it the billboard is, but also to your point, like the mechanics behind it that had to be that fast. To- to grab that opportunity it's it's a beautiful thing yeah awesome <laughs> i love it if you can find it you should go out there and take a picture uh, yeah, of with it. it yeah i'll look yeah for sure. i'll be in oakland today so i'll oh there I'll you go a shot there you go um Ooh, and then this one's gonna take some some yeah uh, air I'll time try. for sure I, well i have a lot of notes about it but i just i i want i would like for this to be the last time we talk about this but <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Your laugh, I know. It probably won't be. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, Baxter Holmes, who's an ESPN senior writer, wrote this article called Lakers 2.0, the failed reboot of the NBA's crown jewel uh, about the Los Angeles Lakers. And I thought, I, I mean, there was a lot written about this Rob Palenka, Geneva, Magic Johnson situation. Yes. And I know I talked about it in the, uh, you know, last episode. For I've sure. been talking about it for a little it's a lot know, to hot talk. minute. It's, everyone's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Everyone's talking. It's a lot. But I found that this particular article, um, and I think we retweeted it, is um, very thorough in a breakout of the timeline of how things are go- have gone down. And it also has some quotes from employees behind the scenes at the Lakers or whatever. I mean, it, it's pretty in-depth. And so I would say check it out if you get a chance. But, you know, I just had some some key points and Karen, you know, jump in and, and I just want to go over these and we have more discussion, but like first off, Jeannie Buss fired 
the Mitch Kupchak, which was the GM, and also her brother Jim in February 2017. She then hires Rob and uh, Rob Palenka and Magic Johnson to the front office, and neither of them possess the experience yep. um, to run the front office. Um, it comes out uh, that Magic Johnson's managerial style, and these are from you know, I just I some loose too. quotes, yep. yeah, from employees um, saying that his style was contra- uh, uh, confrontational and also that he was a bully, that he had a threatening tone, and then he was a fear monger. They do say that there was this one meeting where they gathered, and you know, it's Robin Magic, and Magic pointed to a stack of resumes that he has on his desk saying, You see that? I can find someone to take your job. Um, you know, like that, you know, wow. any day. I saw, yeah. And the employees were like, you know, it's hard enough. I'm stressed out enough working here and having this job and being part of the Lakers. But then you have people telling you this that are supposed to like come in and support you and that you should feel yeah. like yeah. they're trying to make you win and they come in with this. So you got that whole thing, um, you know, this this threatening tone. Um, then it comes out that Rob Palenka is a huge backstabber talking about Magic Johnson behind his back, saying that he's lazy, saying that he ne- never comes, you know, into the office, what have you. Um, both of them working behind the scenes to make these backdoor deals. Um, when they did end up like picking up Rondo and Lance Stevenson and what have yep. you. I mean, as you know, the public at large was like, the fuck is this, you know, yep. getting the scrap. And internally, it was also noted that people in the in the organization were like, we don't have a, no understanding as to why this was happened. This happened. Um, then there's this whole like story, si- kind of like a side note of Rob Palenka's story about Kobe Bryant watching The Dark Knight. And <laughs> I, I saw that. I was like, uh, what? Yeah. Yeah. And so he wanted so the way that Rob tells this story is that then he that Kobe went to uh, Rob and said, hey, set me up a dinner with Heath Ledger. I need to know how he dialed into his role because I want to use that for my game. And so Rob said he set up this dinner, which is is basically can't be true because at that point Heath Ledger would be dead. Because, you know, Heath Ledger, if you don't know, the actor who played the Joker in The Dark Knight uh, died of a mix of prescription medication in New uh, New York in his Soho apartment. That's a sign of a narcissist and sociopath right there. There, I mean, and there's really like there's footage of him talking like, you know, how you have an all hands or, you know, know, those types of meetings. He's there, like literally doubling down. And I think he's talking. I forget who it is that's asking him these questions. It's like legitimate journalists like that he's talking to. And he just he just he doubles down like he's just like this is a true story. Um, The other like uh, thing that kind of was highlighted was Rich Paul, who is the agent of LeBron and Contavious Caldwell Pope. you know, he was flying. He flew a couple times on the team airplane. He also um, there was KCP had to do some jail time for a DUI or, or you know, something had to do with a DUI. And he was allowed to go get out of the jail and go and do workouts with the Lakers at the Lakers organization, which some people were kind of like, yo, you know, That's we're supposed to be. Yeah. Well, not only that, it's like we're supposed to be an organization of integrity. Like there are things that you're supposed to be upholding and having someone who, you know, is 
having jail time or having a DUI, like that's some HR shit (laughs) that you're not really being sensitive to other people in this organization. So, you know, you got that going. Um, And then also the fact that Rich Paul went up to Adam Silver at a lunch uh, in Los Angeles and started going off about Luke Walton and subsequently that getting back to Magic Johnson and then Magic Johnson having that like loud heated discussion with Luke and then eventually Luke Walton being let go, which by the way, Luke Walton also is problematic because he had those very true allegations uh, from that one female journalist of how he basically sexually assaulted her in a hotel room and continued to sexually harass her throughout her time um, uh, covering uh, Lakers and and the bas- and basketball games. So and now the uh, apparently the Sacramento Kings have decided they're gonna they're gonna move forward with hiring him even with their own internal investigation oh that God. they did, which is whatever you know that's a whole nother fucking fuckery. Kings, yeah. Uh, so I mean, okay, so these are just some like points that I've grabbed from the fucking story. That's just some. Yes, because there's other things in there. There nuance, what have you, the genie side and all this stuff. Okay, so. After this happened, this story came out, which I'm, I mean, please go and find it. It's going to be part of Laker lore moving forward. Oh, yeah. Magic Johnson, <laughs> who we have asked to please stop talking about this, yeah. <laughs> goes on ESPN yeah. with Stephen A. Smith and decides he's going to talk about this. Oh, my God. So he was like, I'm sorry, but. I've been in this business for a long time. Never once have I been taken to HR. Never once have I been spoken to. This is completely false. I can't believe that anyone would say this about me. Not only that, but he's like, oh, and I'm a hard worker. How can I have, you know, a $60 billion businesses? You know, I I come from a family of like, I don't know, 10. I forget how many people are in his family. But like, you think my dad was going to let me be lazy? He's like, we had to work hard, you know, this and that. So he's rebutting a lot of this stuff. And so I can understand like the whole lazy, like, you know, backstabbing Rob Palenka, because obviously Rob Palenka, you can't trust a goddamn word that he's saying. Um, So that type of characterization coming from someone like Rob Palenka, you just got to take it like it doesn't mean a thing, right? Where I took a bit of like a, you know, uh, kind of a step is when Magic Johnson mentioned that he'd never been taken to HR and that everybody has loved him and that he's not a bully and that kind of stuff. Because and the reason why, because myself having been, um, you know, a director um, is that you the perception of what you think is your managerial style may not necessarily be what the truth is. So just because someone hasn't been taken to HR does not mean that they haven't gotten away with bad behavior because we see this all the time that there are not, there are people that are like, look, fuck, I just want to get my job done and I need to figure out what's the best way I can get you out of my face so I can go and do my job. Yeah, for sure. And so I don't really think that it's fair for him to say, well, I never got taken into HR. Therefore, it's proof that I don't have a threatening demeanor and that I'm not a fear monger is not a conclusive enough fact for me. Yeah, because I've been a manager and I've managed people and I've seen bad managers and I've seen a bunch of bad shit that's gone down. And HR is never really there to help the individual. It's there to help help the the company. company. Mm-hmm. That's right. And and if you look at P. 
people who are like that, the fear of retaliation, you think about all the rape stories of how it's taken forever to for women to report that slash never report it. Like, fuck you to use that as excuse. Yeah, I mean, and we don't even have to go like so deep into how the assaults on women. We could just talk about like when someone gets yelled at in yep. front of, in a meeting or when yeah. someone uses language that is, you know, that everybody mm-hmm. like I like I of course I always say this, you know, I'll say something, you know, I'll try to say something in a meeting and then no one is there's not enough people nope. that will be your ally and Back then the up, next yeah. thing they're slacking you saying oh you did such a i would just wanted to say the same thing i'm like don't tell me after the fact yeah <laughs> i needed you me. to be there yeah so but that but again i don't i don't want to say this as a judgment and i don't want anyone to feel like i'm picking on them i'm saying it as from i'm telling my truth in this story in the aspect of this story when it comes to this point because i want people to be empathetic to others that might be struggling with an authority that is using that to then say, oh, my behavior was was perfectly fine because I wasn't taken to HR. Yep. And and for those people that don't ever go to HR that maybe should, I'm not blaming them either. We all got our thing. So I just want to point that out because that it's so funny from all this shit. I'm just like, you know, what? that's just that's just fucking the drama that comes with this association. This is the drama that comes with this organization. But the fact that he then <laughs> that one thing, oh, they never took me to HR. Then I must be the greatest person on the planet. You're an adult magic. You have children. Don't play that fucking game, bro. Do better. Yeah. Well, on top of it, it's just like, you know, the perspective of like, oh, well, I can say these certain things or I can do these certain things and it's not going to offend anyone. It's not thinking about everybody in the room. Yep. So that's my, that's like my (laughs) huge sweaty and petty story today. I don't know, Karen, if you have anything to add to that or, you know. No, I mean, it's like, like you said, similar to like when we talk about finals. My skin's not in the game because I'm not a Lakers fan, but even reading and catching up and talking to you about it, it's just ridiculous. Like, it's things you see and we talk about this, it's things we even see in our work environments, past work environments. And it's just like, it's trash. And it's funny because I might bring this up again too. So I watched Aladdin last night, the reboot, Mm. the live reboot. And there was something Jeannie kept saying that they didn't say in the original where he's like, don't drink from that cup. Like, Mm. yes, you say these things now at Aladdin as this like thief, poor thief that is, you know, has these roots of being a good, honest guy. But like, just remember, don't drink from that cup because power and money change people. And, yeah. um, you know, it's just evident when we start to see it at like higher exec levels at like the NBA, you know, the front of the house like that. The shit that's happening with the Lakers, you start to see all of that. They all drinking from that cup. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. And they bring their own cup to the table. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, that like, yeah, <laughs> that jewel encrusted diamond encrusted yeah. cup. With their name on it. And then they look at they look at other cups and they're like, my cup needs to be bigger. Yes. It's It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. So I think now, I mean, I let it out. I feel exercised. I feel I mean, (laughs) I felt like that was a timeout too. Like tell me uh, how you feel. You know what? I I might yeah. You know what I have here on my timeout is being the me- the media talking about Drake, but I'm actually I don't really care about that. I, I definitely want to give a timeout to 
the Lakers organization and just the swirl that they're putting everybody in as a fan, as someone that works for the organization, as someone who is thinking about joining the organization. I just want to give a timeout to the Lakers organization because it's just it's tiring Mm -hmm. and it's not serving anybody. So that's my my timeout is to this. So, yes. So that's easily rolled into timeout how about you how about you yeah, you got yeah. timeout I mean, just to quickly add to your timeout like these people don't get paid enough and i'm not talking about the basketball players or the execs i'm talking about everyone else that works for a franchise in sports they get paid shit i've seen it i've looked at sports jobs i was like oh hell no i'm not gonna get paid that chump change for what free games Meaning I'm working the game? <laughs> Hell no. <nah. laughs> uh, I want weekends. Bye. <laughs> um, so I, I'm with you there. I'm, you know, I've got my heart time out half of that to that as well. Um, uh, well, I, I had this funny one and then I kind of changed it because it's something I've been experiencing. And, and Liz, you know, please chime in on your experience with it. But mm. like. I was watching Aladdin, you know, back to Aladdin. And mm. the twist in this rendition was that Jasmine, she was already like smart and didn't want to be this like uh, trophy princess or queen to some right. dude. Right. But here it, she was more evident in saying to her father, I want to be the next sultan. I am Vixen mm. Kin. I want to rule. I've been studying and uh, I want to take this over for you. Why do I have to marry some dude? Who has no tie to our 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 home. Mm. And, you know, the whole time the Sultan was like, it's not in the rules, blah, blah, blah. And you know how if you guys know the Aladdin story and you probably know it already, it's like Jasmine wanted to be with Aladdin. But because he wasn't a prince, that was a rule that couldn't be broken. Right. And in the original Disney animation, the Sultan broke that rule for them and took it off. Mm. But here the Sultan said, you proved yourself to me, Jasmine. You are now the next sultan in line Hmm. and you can change the rules how you want it. Oh, positive. Right. You see that. You're like, oh, I like this twist. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. However, what I saw because of my current experience uh, right now, being someone who's overtly saying I am a woman in sports media. Yes. We have this podcast. I am a woman who loves sports. Yes. The sultan said something to her. You proved to me that you could be sultan. Mm. But you know, if he had a son, mm. you think he'd say the same shit that the son had to prove himself? I don't think so. Oh, yes. And I see and, where you're going. Yes. And like recently, I had some dude off Tinder. I matched with him. I guess, you know, he stalked a little bit, saw that I had the podcast mm. with you and mm-hmm. was coming at me at first, like, oh, you got a podcast. So you know basketball? Question mark. I go, why would I allocate my time, my passion, my time away mm-hmm. from me and my daughter mm-hmm. to have a podcast about hoops if I didn't know basketball? <laughs> and then kept going. Like, I get that there's this, like, flirt negging game, but it, mm. it got to the point of annoyance. Like, I don't have shit to prove to you <laughs> or anybody else about my love for something uh go ahead you want to ask trivia question who my favorite player is oh sure let me let me list out a bunch of random ones even bad ones and then he's like oh you do know them i go yeah bitch the fuck like why do women constantly have to prove their worth when 
a man in a hoodie can sit down and get promoted. Mm. Yeah. That's my yeah. time out. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Like, I was at first, I was like, uh, does she not like the genie? I don't know where she's going. <laughs> you don't like Will Smith? <laughs> Are you a pissy got nipples? I don't understand. Where's this going? And then I I saw what you were saying. God, it's so like it hits it's it, it's it hits my heart. Yeah. Your timeout hits like my, my heart personally. I almost got a little little tears coming in my eyes oh my god oh my because it is so true like the first line that anyone has well i mean us being women talking about sports is the proof that we Mm -hmm. can do it Mm -hmm. and it's just it's exhausting but we do it every time yeah we do it every time yeah Oh, um, getting emotional here. Yeah. Emotional here. Yeah. I mean, and here's so, you know, when we were talking about fashion earlier, I took a quick screenshot of this tweet. Um, I think one of the Sparks players was wearing um, a make them believe shirt. Hmm. And I hate I love it, but I also hate it because yeah. the background of that is warriors. You could just say we believe, mm-hmm. but in the WNBA, we have to make them believe yeah. that women can ball, too. Yeah, it's 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 a struggle. It it is a struggle. It's true. And and again, I think we talk about this at the top. That's why we're doing what we're doing. Yep. Yep. Is that we're hoping that maybe by doing this that we can bring the level of struggle down a little bit. Yeah. For someone else. That level of entry for any woman who wants to get into an arena that it hasn't been predominantly feminine or for women don't yeah. have to continuously go through this bullshit like you and i we <laughs> at the end of the day in comparison to the rest of the world we strong we could put up with bullshit because we did it growing up yeah so this shit here it's like annoying but it's not gonna make me cry at the end of the day if no. anything it's like fuck y'all like really waste my time right now because i want to focus on content i want to focus yeah. on good shit and I'm over here having to deal with your bullshit like, oh, how'd you get into sports? Well, let's see. I got two legs and arms and I could dribble. <laughs> what yeah. about you? Yeah. You're so. so goddamn right. You're so goddamn right. And it's so like I, that is it, like I said, it touches my heart and there's sadness that to your point, you know, with Jasmine having to prove herself to her father so that she could be the heir, which would naturally come to a male. Mm -hmm. And then also seeing that, you know, make them believe. And it's like, you're just doing it. What do I have to believe? Like my eyes, my eyes see it, then it can't be the lie. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's someone else's resistance that you have to be fighting up against. And it's, it, uh, it's a forever thing. It's forever. I mean, I'm sorry. I wish I could. Oh, oh, you know what? Hopefully this, you know, this and other things are going to help to make it a better place. But I don't, I mean, we can't do it alone. Like we can't do it alone. Uh, women can't do it alone. Yeah, I, I, it's one of those that we need those allies. We need people to yes. who who have the privilege to shut their eyes to actually open it and and understand the perspective and and learn to take their unconscious bias mm. and and check themselves one a while. And mm. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I there are many times I have my unconscious bias shows itself, but the fact that I'm open to either 
tapping into that and understanding it and seeing it when it happens or post or even listening to someone who tells me, hey, your bias was showing. Great. Tell me how. Where can I learn? Where can I get better, do better and be better? That's all I'm asking. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's just a small ask. Yeah. (laughs) It's like just do, you know, just ask, you know, will help me help you. Yeah. I wasn't asking for a diamond ring, bitch. I'll buy that shit myself. (laughs) I'm asking for you to open your eyes and to listen. Yeah. That's the other thing, right? We talk about this. You know how many guys are like, oh, I'm going to turn this off right now. (laughs) Like homegirls tripping. Yeah. Because you can. You have the privilege to shut it off. Yeah. Yeah. So true. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, time out to fucking Aladdin. (laughs) (laughs) The Sultan. Uh, Time out to the Sultan. Yeah. Uh, Time out to the Lakers organization. And uh, I think it's a. To your point, you know, we need allies. And as a reminder, as we close out this episode, happy Pride Month. Yes. Let's make sure we're opening our eyes and our ears and our Agreed. hearts. Great transition. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I know some stuff. Um, so that, you know, we're making sure that all our brothers and sisters and anyone, however they identify, yes. uh, feel like they're part of this wonderful world that... Um, They've added so much value. And I hope if you enjoy, you know, our conversation, any part of it, that you will subscribe. And we thank you for listening. And please, um, you know, make sure um, you also follow us on Instagram, which is um, and Twitter, which is at The Hoops Talking. And, you know, we're hoping to have some exciting news in a couple (laughs) and a couple of episodes. Who knows? It's in the works. But um, we have, you know, we have some developments that we were not at liberty to share right now. But, you know, we're hoping that... um, um, we're, we're doing the good work. We're manifesting. We're putting it out there, and that you know we're going to get something, something even more hoopier. Yes, bigger, for you. bigger, better, bigger, better, hoopier. Boom. Hashtag hoops hive. Yes, hoops hive. Game on. <laughs> Game on. And with that, it's done. And all we're gonna do is remind you to keep it, keep it sweaty. sweaty. Amazing. <laughs>